it's me i'm back hello everybody welcome back to the warm hugs podcast it has been a while i can't lie to you guys it has been a long time since i've sat in this podcast studio probably the last time i was in here i want to say was like march time and i can tell you the date today is the 11th of may crazy but I am back and there is so much to update you guys on. I had Easter break which is partly the reason why I was gone for so long and Easter break was lovely. Uh, It feels like it was a long time ago for me now but I'm trying to think what did I get up to? A big thing that happened in Easter break was me and my family went to Venice. We went to Venice for a few days and if you know me, you know I've I've been there and I went because it was everywhere on my social media. Yes, guilty. And I haven't shut up about it and I've spoken to literally everyone about it saying you have to go. We went for two nights, three days. Yeah. Yeah, it was two nights, three days. Which, in my opinion, I think is the right amount to go if you want to go to Venice. Like, it's not like Rome or Paris where there's a lot to see and a lot to do. Because one of my friends went to Rome at a similar time that I went to Venice. And she was like, we struggled to fit everything in. I think they went for three or four days. I think it was four She was like, we struggle to fit everything in. Whereas in Venice, there's not that much to see and do. It's just a very pretty city to go and wander around and explore. So I think three days was a great amount of time. We got up to quite a lot. We mainly roamed the lanes and the alleys in Venice. Um, And a lot of people say that Venice is a very romantic city, but I didn't get that vibe. Like, you can make it romantic with, like, cute candlelit, like, Italian dinner dates, going on the gondolas as a couple. But honestly, it was mainly full of families and big groups of friends. And a lot of them were actually American, which was quite a culture shock. I didn't think that many Americans go on holiday outside of America. So hearing a lot of Americans there, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. But yes, we got up to quite a lot, which was quite cute. It was a very chilled city break, which I'm very, very grateful to go on. And everyone knows that Venice is sinking, unfortunately. Um, It is going, it's on its way out, guys. It's like the Maldives. It is sinking. But I don't know if it was just me, but I was not expecting it to be as surrounded by water as it is. And I know that probably sounds so stupid. But honestly, and I've said this literally everyone, I was shocked that the only modes of transport in Venice is either by boat or walking. There was no cars didn't see anyone on a bike, no one on a scooter, no taxis, nothing. Just boat or you're walking. When you come out of the airport, the first thing 
that you do is get on a boat taxi to take you to the mainland of Venice because it, the airport is just surrounded by water, which is very strange. Like, you literally come out and it's just water. So you get on the boat to the mainland. There's different islands that make up Venice. Um, they're not big islands. They're just, like, little islands. Kind of, like, in my mind, I saw it as, like, different like counties of Venice but I don't know if that's just very English of me I just saw it as like different counties um and you take the boat to the mainland and then from there on out it's walking they have like a tube system but a boat version which I thought was kind of fun um which got you to like the different islands and me being the little city girl I am It didn't take me long to like figure out the map and figure out like the different like boat journeys, if you will. I don't know what what you would call them. The different like the different routes you can take, maybe like you've got the green route, which will take you to these stops. Then you've got the purple route, which takes you like maybe an opposite way. Then you've got the red route, which will take you the same way, but stop at alternative stops like It was kind of like a whole like tube system, but with boats. And I thought it was kind of cool. So we did, me and my family did tackle that as well. Also in Venice, the weather was really, really nice. It was like mid-teens, which I think if you're going on a very active kind of sightseeing city break, you don't want it to be really above like, 18 19 degrees because you're gonna be sweating like you will be sweating absolute buckets um so it was a really nice temperature to just wander around and do everything we needed to do because we did a lot of steps on the holiday but also the weather was quite bipolar it did have its moments where it did just kind of like downpour and any kind of person on holiday might find that a bit like sad and a bit like it gets you down because you've gone on holiday to a whole new country and it's raining like it's not ideal but for me I was just kind of like okay like the UK isn't the only place that has bipolar weather if you know what I mean like the UK and Italy are both in the same boat where one minute is sunny five minutes later it's chucking it down give it 20 minutes, it's sunny again. Like, it was kind of comforting to know that we aren't the only country that, like, deal with that. Speaking about UK weather, why is it mid-May and we are still not getting the summer weather? Like, I know May is still spring, technically, but I would love to be able to have consistent 16, 17, 18 degree weather with sun I'll take some cloud but like mainly blue skies we are getting thunderstorms we are getting gray clouds we're getting like 12 13 degrees weather like May just isn't Maying at the moment and it's kind of getting me down guys it really is because I'm looking at this time last year and I'm kind of like oh I wish I wish that was this year, but I feel like it's just kind of a representation of how second year uni has gone. Like, it's not been bad, but it's not been the best. You know, it's just been a bit 
mare we've just been going through the motions. It's had its moments when it's been fun and chaotic, but it's also had its moments when it hasn't been as fun. You know, it's been a bit more serious. Uh, So I'm seeing that as just a manifestation of this year, which is kind of like, okay, whatever, I'll take it. Because I've got a lot of trips coming up, which I'm very, very thankful for and very grateful to be going on this summer. So I think, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will get my fix of sun because in July I'm heading off to Corfu with my family. I've got a little Amsterdam trip and a little Breton trip planned with my boyfriend who was on last episode, our first ever podcast guest. And I'm also going on a girls holiday in September, which I'm so excited for. I cannot wait. We've been speaking about pre-drinks on the balcony while we get ready, drinking our cocktails, eating our lays, freshly like showered after a full day of suntanning, ready to hit the strip. So excited, honestly. Ah. My warm hug of this week This was hard to choose, so I'm going to come at you with two. And I feel like I'm allowed to do that and I'm allowed to have two for this week because I've been gone for so long, so it kind of makes up for it. First warm hug of the week is acrylic nails. So I got these done before I went to Venice and I recently um, got them infilled because they were grown out kind of gross and they were pinging off left right and center so I did get them redone they are currently um like um french style now like french tip now but the tip of the now is like a color so I've got it like a teal blue very spring like very spring very much spring vibes um And honestly, I haven't had acrylic nails done for over a year. So when my mum was like, oh, do you want to go get your nails done for Venice? I was like, hell yeah, I do. So we went to go get our nails done. And I can't tell you the confidence that comes with having my nails done. I just feel put together. I feel like a badass bitch. You know, that sounds so cringe. But I just feel a lot more confident with acrylic nails on and it's so weird how that one little addition if you will to my hands make me feel so much better about myself like I don't know the energy that they just give me I can now like wear all my funky rings and actually be like oh my god look at me because I have a really bad habit of biting my nails and I get told that I shouldn't but it's not that easy okay I can't just stop biting my nails so I proper bite my nails and it is really gross and I've tried everything I've tried like painting my nails to just pick it off gel just pick it off you can get like really like horribly like tasting like clear nail varnish I just I bite through the pain of the taste, (laughs) like it's that bad. So it's not as easy for me to just stop biting them. But I find with acrylics, obviously I don't bite them. And it allows my nails to grow, although it does kill my nails off. So when I take my acrylics off, they are really weak and brittle and then they just break and I just start biting again. But while I've got them on, I don't bite them and they're, they're 
they're having time to grow. They're breathing and they're growing. And I just love my acrylic nails. I love them so much. So I'm going to try and keep them up as long as I can. Especially because I've got a festival in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Oh my God, two weeks. I need to prepare. Uh, I've got a festival in two weeks and I hope the weather gets a bit better. So I'm going to get them in field for the festival. So if you're out there and you know me and I don't know when this podcast episode is going up, but if I haven't gone to the festival yet, please could you just recommend me some nails to have for a festival, some funky nails, some funky designs. Send it over to me, please, if I haven't gone to the festival already because I don't know when I'm posting this episode. My second warm hug of the week is a clothing item which I am going to recommend everyone to get and I feel like a lot of people do have these already but if you don't 100% get them I feel like now is a good time to have this piece of clothing in your wardrobe and that is a pair of linen trousers. I know they're kind of like a trend right now and there's this whole debate in like the fashion industry of like micro trends um whether like they're just trendy or whether they're here to stay I think you can't go wrong with a pair of linen trousers and I don't think that they're a micro trend if you're interested in me doing a podcast episode of like my opinions on if trends are micro trends or not I know Emma Chamberlain has done this on her Anything Goes podcast. But if you're interested in, in my take on that, I would be so down to doing an episode surrounded by, like, if I think things are micro trends or not. So if you are interested, let me know. But with linen trousers, I don't think they're a micro trend. I think they're very much a piece of clothing which is going to be trendy for years and years. And they're very much, I think, a basic in a capsule wardrobe. And this is if linen trousers are your vibe. I know for some people, linen trousers might not be their vibe. But if they are your vibe, this is your sign to go and get a pair. Honestly, go. I got the um, like beigey, creamy kind of coloured ones from Stradivarius. I was going to get white, but white is really see-through. And I didn't really want black or khaki because I just wanted like a basic colour so I settled with like the creamy beige colour they're a little see-through but not too bad if you're wearing like nude underwear you'll be fine girlies um but I got them from Stradivarius with a voucher that I had I think they're about 22 pounds which for Stradivarius I don't think is that bad they are very long on me I'm like a, I don't know my exact height, but I'm between 5'4 and 5'5. I'm going to say I'm leaning more on the 5'5 end of things. So I'm about 5'5 and they are very long on me. So I got my mum to take them up for me. She was very kind and said that she would. So I got her to do that. Um, And honestly, one of the best buys. I've already got so much wear out of them and it's not even hit summer yet. And I'm just so excited to wear them in the summer. They're thin, they're loose, they're airy. If you don't particularly want to get your legs out because like maybe like bless yourself conscious of your legs, which no one ever should be. 
You should never have to feel self-conscious of any body part. But if you are, or if they're not tanned, or if your legs aren't shaven, um, or even like if it's chilly outside, but not too cold, like a summer evening kind of vibe, just stick on your linen trousers. They are so wearable. It's unreal. And I am just so excited to carry on wearing them. Like imagine those with a little bikini top on my way to like a beach party in the sun with my girls. Like I'm just so excited to wear my linen trousers. So they have brought me a lot of joy these past like two weeks. I'm not going to lie. I would definitely recommend you girls go and get a pair. Even guys, go get yourself a pair of linen trousers. Anyone out there, linen trousers are for all. And I feel like everyone should have them in their wardrobe this summer. You will be thanking me. Trust me. Enough of me rambling. I feel like there was a lot to kind of speak about there for you to catch you guys up real quick. Today's episode is called don't worry darling did you see what I did there (laughs) Uh, and it's not a review on the film don't worry basically my trip to Venice just kind of made me think about actually living in the moment and being grateful to have these kind of experiences and to just switch off for a moment just be present And just don't worry about anything external. I need a sip from my drink real quick. Don't mind me. Did you like that? I might cut that out. I can't lie. Ew. (laughs) But yeah, Venice kind of showed me that in moments like that, especially when you're exploring somewhere new and somewhere as beautiful as Venice, just live in the moment, slow down, don't let anything external get to you. And I know this is a lot easier said than done, but I think that we live such rushed lives and we don't take our time with a lot of things. We get stressed easily and we kind of get lost in the stress that we don't take a moment and just accept our position, be grateful for our position and really like be in tune with our surroundings, with what we're experiencing, with the memories that we're making. It's just so easy to get caught up in this kind of rushed environment, especially for people working and living in big cities such as London. When I go to work back home, because I work in central London, living my corporate girly life. It's such a fast-paced environment and I'm not even just talking about the office itself and my job itself. I'm talking about the whole act of working and living in London. The commuting, the walking to and from stations, the jumping on the tubes, tubes turning up every 10 seconds. Like, it's so rushed. Even when you're going to London just to go on a day out not necessarily like going to London for work you're just going to be a little tourist you know you have to keep up with the pace that people are walking at and it's so 
fast paced. And I feel like if you spend a lot of your time in London, that kind of whole fast paced, rushed, stressful atmosphere carries into other aspects of your life. I feel like also currently is summative season and I don't know about you but I am very very stressed with my deadlines I feel like everything's coming at me too fast time is slipping away there's not enough hours in the day I can't be that motivated and productive for like all day every day so I'm limited in time everything just feels so stressed at the moment and I feel like I'm wasting my final weeks of second year And I'm unable to be grateful and live in the moment and just enjoy my final few weeks of second year because I'm never, ever going to experience second year ever again. That's it. That's gone. But I'm so stressed and overwhelmed with summatives that I'm struggling to find this balance. And balance is such a key word for me for 2023. It has cropped up so much since January in just me self-reflecting, in me journaling, in me chatting to friends, in me chatting in therapy. Balance is such a key word for me. And I feel like it's so hard to find a balance in such a stressful period of like exam season, summative season. But you want to find that balance because you want to go out and enjoy the sun. You want to go day drink with your friends. You want to make the most of the last weeks of like living together in your second year house and be in second year because third year is scary don't get me wrong it's hard it's really hard to find this balance i was also going to touch on instant gratification i feel like this episode is going to be a real mismatch of a lot of things so i'm really sorry if nothing really ties itself together but the whole purpose of this episode is just about managing stress and not trying not to worry about things if you know what I mean so I did want to touch on instant gratification um, and I got this definition um, if you guys do not know what instant gratification is and if you don't don't worry I'm about to tell you what it is instant gratification is the instant or immediate gratification um, referring to the temptation and and resulting tendency to forgo a future benefit in order to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. Might sound a bit complex, might have gone straight over your head, but basically it's trying to maybe solve an issue or trying to reach a reward, reach an end goal, reach that goal of gratification, but you're going about it in a very short and immediate way. You're kind of cutting out the longevity of getting to this end goal by finding shortcuts, if you will. So for example, an example of instant gratification might be oh, you need something from the shop, but you're just going to deliver it or Amazon it to your house because that's a quicker way of getting what you need than planning to go out, getting away there, walking around the shops trying to find exactly what you need. 
buying it, taking it back to the house. If it's a dinner, then you've got to cook it. That is a very long-winded way of reaching your end goal. Whereas instant gratification, you go straight onto Amazon, you Amazon Prime it, it's there the next day. And you don't even need to leave your house. So that's kind of what I'm getting at with instant gratification. And instant gratification, I feel, leads to us living this fast-paced life, which we then are not able to be grateful and really slow down and live in the moment. So my challenge for you this week, I'm going to set you some homework, girls and guys, whoever's listening to this podcast. I'm going to set you some homework and this week, try and make the most of slowing down. I know it's summative season. I know you feel like you might not be able to, but just try and make the most of slowing things down. If you feel yourself wanting to take shortcuts to reach a goal or to resolve a problem, don't. Don't give in to that instant gratification. Slow down, make the most of things, really live in the moment, make a day out of it. If you need to go and get some shopping in town, but you're feeling lazy and you want to deliver it to your house, don't. Ask a friend if they want to go into town. Go grab a coffee, wander around some shops, do some window shopping, then grab your shopping with your friend, then go back to the house. Just slow down. Live in the moment. And this living in the moment ties into my next point, which is to not stress about what you can't control. We are so hard on ourselves, so hard on ourselves. And I feel like, and I can speak for many, not all, but I can speak for majority of people here when I say we spend a lot of our time stressing, worrying about the future and worrying about the past. But don't worry, darling. (laughs) That was really cringe. I'm so sorry. But don't worry, darling, you know. Don't worry about what you can't control. The future, you can't control the future. Well, you can to an extent, but you can't really control the future. And you definitely can't control the past. What has been has been. Live in the present, live in the moment, be grateful for the moment, take it all in because you will regret it if you don't. And then you'll stress about, oh, I didn't fully, like, I didn't fully throw myself into that. Why didn't do that? Now I'm stressed kind of situation, if you know what I mean. The future is a scary, scary thing to think about, especially for uni students. I feel like us uni students, there's a lot of pressure for us to have our future figured out because we've gone to uni. So surely we have a clear path of where we want to be once we're finished uni. But that is not the case. And guys, I need to remind you, we are all between the ages of 19 and 21, I'm going to assume. I don't actually know. 
but most of the people that I know are between the ages of 19 and 21. We are young. We don't need to know what our future looks like. Our future is so uncertain. So don't live every day stressing about what could be and what could have been. Just live in the moment and really make the life that you want to live. If that makes sense, I feel like I'm waffling. I heard this like quote from another podcast and it was like, yeah, you can have this goal way of how you want to live. For example, your ideal self will have this certain routine and she would do these certain things. And you're like, okay, that is my ideal self. That's who I'm striving to be. But if you're not actively making yourself your ideal self, what is the point? Like, the quote was, I think it was something along the lines of, the life that you want to live is the life that you're living now. So live it how you want to live it kind of thing. So yeah, you have this image of your ideal self and you're thinking about the future and you're thinking about, yeah, when I do this or when like in a few months I'm going to start this and like September me is going to do this for third year like that would be my ideal self don't stress about the future make your ideal self the life you're living now really live in the present think about what do I want to do what would my ideal self be doing now and do it now the life that you want to live is the life that you're living now So make it a good one, you know, live in the present. Do not worry about the past or the future. You can't control that. So do not worry about that. I feel like one thing that has helped me live more in the present and not to stress about the past or the future has been an app on my phone. And this is going to sound so dumb. My friend recommended me this app. And it's going to sound so silly, but I've been non-stop using it for a year and a half now. And it's the app One Second Every Day. And it's basically what it says. You take a one second video of your day every day and it like collates it into like this like video diary of like snippets of each day. And then you can look back on it like weekly. You can look back on it monthly. And if you've had it for over a year, you can look back at the the whole year and just see like your snippets from each day. And it's not like a highlight reel that you'd see on like TikTok or Instagram where it's their best moments. It's like a yearly diary. So it can contain like the really mundane activities. When you've had quite a boring day, my snippet might be me in the library or my snippet might be me watching telly. And I wouldn't put that in a highlight reel, but it's in my one second of the day recap. And it's just really made me live in the moment, really made me take each day as it comes and try to find the good in each day. Whether that be making dinner is my highlight of the day, going to the library is my highlight of the day. Do you know what I mean? It's made me kind of appreciate the little things in life. And 
it's silly how an app has made me kind of like live more presently but it has really worked wonders so I would recommend you guys get in one second of the day and it's just so cute to look back on it really is and it just shows that I do live a very bog standard normal life but I'm looking for the positives in it and I'm grateful for the little moments in my life. In the last segment of the Don't Worry Darling episode, I feel that this has been not my best episode, but I just wanted to get one filmed for you guys. It's been very rambly and very mismatched, but it's just the whole topic of not worrying about anything and just kind of managing stress. I feel like a lot of us stress about change and this has been a hot topic in my therapy sessions recently I am very scared of change and I am very avoidant of changing anything I'm very avoidant of feeling uncomfortable and change in my life would bring uncomfort but we have spoken about how change can be very positive and how it can be beautiful is the word that we use change can be beautiful which has helped me not worry too much about if change does occur living such a set out life with no change whatsoever is going to get boring as you go through life and you're avoiding change it's gonna get really boring change can bring about opportunities change can bring about experiences change can bring really great memories for you to make you should never be afraid of change it brings beauty to life and a very bold statement to make but I'm gonna make it and I'm gonna make a whole separate episode on this statement but to an extent feeling uncomfortable is a good feeling to an extent and this is very circumstantial is that the right word it very much depends on your circumstances but being uncomfortable is a good thing it shows growth it shows that you are changing for good reasons maybe changing for the better but on the whole it does show that you're growing as a person and I think growing as a person is such a beautiful and key part to life that we need to kind of prioritize more and honestly kind of celebrate more I feel like when people talk about people changing it's said in such a negative light and people are very much like oh they've changed but honestly change can bring about such positive things for people they can really find themselves and change brings about the feeling of uncomfort and discomfort would be the word there we go 
I'm really not good with my English today. Change brings around the feeling of discomfort. But feeling uncomfortable is a good thing. And we should rather run from it. We should embrace it. That's my take on it. And we shouldn't worry about it. And if you do feel uncomfortable and if you are afraid of change, don't stress. Please. Stress is not good for you. Stress leads to so many mental and physical like symptoms that is very much overlooked. Burnout is such a big thing and it brings about a lot of physical strains to a person if you know what I mean. Like tiredness, I feel like a lot of people just brush it off. They're like, yeah, I'm tired. So what? I'm used to being tired. But that's not normal. We shouldn't we shouldn't be waking up tired, going to bed tired. We be, we should be going to bed fairly tired, waking up energized, ready to start the day. I feel like this episode was very much a mismatch of everything and It wasn't planned out very well, but I just wanted to get an episode out for you. And what I want you guys to take from this episode is just don't stress about what you can't control. Live in the moment. Be grateful for the little memories that you are able to experience and just take it all in. When I was in Venice, I really just wanted to take in the experience I wanted to shut out all the stresses I wanted to just live in the moment and slow down and just be grateful that I was there be grateful I was experiencing such a beautiful place and part of me was like might never come to Venice ever again so I've got to make it worth it And I feel like I did it to an extent, but I think it's a very difficult kind of mindset shift to put into practice. Very much easier said than done. It's a lot easier to say, oh yeah, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to be present than actually slowing down and being present, if you know what I mean. I did struggle and I have been struggling a bit recently with my eating disorder. I'm not going to get into it in this episode, but if you are interested in like a whole other episode of that um, kind of like recovery process and stuff, I will more than happily share it because like I said to you guys, this is my safe space. It would benefit me and I hope it would benefit you guys. But I have been kind of in a very tricky place in my recovery path and I know recovery isn't linear. So in Venice, that was my main big stress weighing on my shoulders and I just really wanted to get rid of it and just live in the moment, just be present while I was in Venice. So I really, really did try and Honestly, I'm proud of myself for doing it. So I just want to challenge you guys for the next couple of weeks to just be present. Don't stress about what you can't control. Live the life you want to live. And remember your homework. Try to avoid instant gratification. (laughs) That will very much help you be more present. But quickly before I sign off, 
I'm just gonna put out a disclaimer. Podcasts are on the back burner at the moment while I get my summatives done. But once summatives are done, I'm gonna try and bulk film as many podcast episodes as I can, just so I can get them out over summer for you guys because I don't have this like facility and these equipments back home. I might be able to record really bootleg podcasts um, back home over summer, but I want to have a few ready to go for you guys. So sorry again if I disappear for quite a while, but I have got a few podcasts lined up for you guys, which is really exciting. I think I've realized maybe like the half an hour mark is a good podcast length for me. So I hope you guys don't think that's too short. I'm so sorry. Uh, Thank you for the love on the podcast. Uh, You guys really, really liked the um, one that I did, the Mr. and Mrs. one. So I'm really happy about that. And if you have any topics that you would like me to cover on the podcast, send them my way. I might do a little like um, box on an Instagram story where you guys can pop in what you'd like to see on the podcast. But alternatively, just private message me what you would like to see on the podcast in the coming weeks but yeah sorry if I disappear for a while but I will be back I'm just getting my summatives out the way and then I'm free for ages so I'll have a lot of time to plan and record podcasts so sorry this was a really rushed rambly didn't really make that much sense wasn't much structure to it but I hope you enjoyed nonetheless Thank you for joining me once again for another podcast episode. This was episode four. Don't worry, darling. Be sure to tune into the coffee hour, um, nine to 11 Wednesday mornings on the TuneIn app via searching for Livewire1350. The coffee hour will be gone over summer, so I've only got a few shows left. But I am now off to therapy. Wish me luck. And I will get this edited and uploaded. I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you guys are all doing well. Sending my love for summative season. You guys got this. And if you've done all your deadlines, well done. I'm so proud of you. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye-bye.